You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 213, Feng Shui Basics. Welcome to episode 213 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at Mindful Design School. Check us out, visit our website at mindfuldesignschool.com and be sure to sign up for our mailing list. We have newsletter only offers and workshops and different special content only for our newsletter subscribers. So you can visit our website at mindfuldesignschool.com, scroll to the bottom and sign up for our mailing list there. And if you do sign up for our mailing list or you thought you have and you're not getting our emails, check your spam folder. Because we would love to see you at one of our special listener only, newsletter only subscriber events. Okay, so thanks, Laura, for putting together our outline for today. So I guess we'll just go back and forth. Do you want to start? Yeah, I can start if you want. As we mentioned, we're doing a glossary of common feng shui concepts and terms. And the first the one that we're doing, which also happens to be module one of the free course that we will be doing next month, is what is feng shui? So just to give you a top line definition, if you will, <laughs> feng shui is a practice that was developed in ancient China. And it involves looking at our environments to see how they affect us energetically. And the term feng shui comes from a poem and it translates to wind and water in Chinese. So essentially, feng shui is about creating environments that allow us to live in harmony with nature, to make us feel more comfortable, more at ease. And a lot of the practice is tied into the idea of honoring nature's cycles, looking at nature for inspiration, and working with energy or what feng shui practitioners or what the practices, many practices in modalities called chi. I would add one thing to what is feng shui. I would say mm -hmm. that it is, like Laura said, working with energy. So it's actually not the same as interior design and decorating, but it's really an energetic principle. It's similar to like acupuncture where you're moving the chi around a space, which could involve colors and placement of objects or your walls or your furniture, but it's really looking at the environment. Yes. So, And one thing that is interesting to note is there are many forms of feng shui and mm -hmm. there's many schools of feng shui as well. You probably didn't know that. Okay, next. What is chi? So chi is the foundation of our practice. The principle of feng shui is looking at the chi or the life force energy of a space and of the people in the space and the space that is around the people and the space that is in the objects and in the people. So it is this vital life force. And in feng shui, we actually examine, we observe, we have curiosity about the chi of the space and the inhabitants. And so we look at the quality of the chi, the fluctuations of the chi, the flow of the chi. Many different cultures have a similar principle of chi. And the closest description of 
chi would be like breath or also you may have heard of prana that's very similar life force energy ether vital energy cosmic breath and it's also sometimes spelled qi sometimes spelled chi sometimes spelled ki but it's all pointing to this life force energy and it's not something that you see it's invisible and it's not tangible it's energetic yeah and i would say it's not something that you see but as feng shui practitioners it's something that we cultivate so that we can feel it and understand it a little bit more Okay, next, what is yin and yang? Yin and yang is that symbol that we all picture in our mind, right? It's the swirling black drop, teardrop with the white teardrop. And then each of those has a little white dot in the middle or a little black dot in the middle. And both that symbol and the concept of feng shui come from Taoism. Again, so this is part of a larger ancient Asian philosophy that has through the centuries, you know, developed and shifted here and there. And yin yang was developed hundreds of years ago out of a particular school of Taoism. And it really represents how we look at the world. It is a, what's that word, Angie? A world, it's a worldview or it's a perspective, a way to examine what is going on energetically. And the symbol represents this paradoxical unity. So yin being one half and yang being the other half of, you know, two sides of a coin, if you will. And the yin is the black and the yang is the white. One represents a certain type of chi and the other represents another type of chi. And when they come together, they are the 10,000 things. They become everything. So it is a duality, but it's also, it's not just black and white. There's lots of nuance to it as well. So our next question or topic that's a feng shui basic is what are the five elements? Now, this is actually a further unfolding or examination of yin and yang. So we start with chi, which is kind of like one, yin and yang is two, and then it opens up into five, the five elements. And so the five elements are foundational to feng shui, but also many other modalities in the Asian culture, like Chinese medicine, Chinese astrology, martial arts, and different cultures also have some variation of the five or four elements. And the five elements that we use in feng shui, again, relate to the Chinese system, come from the Taoist system. And they're also called the five phases and they describe and examine and categorize the basic components that make up life and the world around us on this planet earth. And as humans in our own planets that are the universe of our body, right? So these five elements are fire, then metal, earth, wood, and water. And you can also learn more about these if you're curious by reading the I Ching, which is a book of changes, which is a foundational text to feng shui. There's a lot of different aspects that of these five elements that the I Ching goes into depth 
exploring, as well as, you know, these are the same elements used in Chinese medicine, like we said, in Chinese astrology, the four pillars, and so many other modalities in the Asian world. And the five elements, we go through them in the Feng Shui Basics course, and we have so many other podcasts that go over the five elements. So we encourage you to learn, if you're interested in learning more, go ahead and look at those and listen to those and join our Feng Shui Basics program and join our mailing list. Uh, but they are different aspects or signatures of qi with different and differing character with characteristics, qualities, with a relational adjacency and aspect to each other. So they integrate, yet they also are different. So again, we're we're hearing this paradoxical unity or the non-duality repeated that although they the five elements are different, they integrate together as well. And the last term or concept that we will be talking about today, and again, these are these align almost exactly with each of the modules when we do our free Feng Shui Basics course, is what is the Bagua? And so the Bagua is a Chinese word that translates into eight directions. The Bagua of sort of simplified way of thinking about this is that it's a feng shui energy map. And it's depicted in different forms and iterations. So you might see it, you know, as an octagon or a square. And over the centuries, it's shifted. And depending on the school of feng shui that you're in, you may use it differently. But fundamentally, it is the same. It is one of the classic symbols of feng shui because Bagua uses these eight trigrams, which is from the I Ching, the Book of Changes, which Angie mentioned, which is a text that is, you know, thousand years old, more. These eight guas, so Bagua, so this eight guas or areas plus the center is where you may be familiar with things like, oh, there's the careers area. Oh, there's the children's area. So they've become these simplified areas that you might see if you do a Google search. But it's important to understand that the foundation of each of these guas is connected to a trigram. And that trigram represents a particular energy that is from nature. It's from how um, the world that we live on and we experience here, how it's cyclical, how it moves. And, you know, it moves clockwise from fire to earth, to lake, to heaven, water, mountain, thunder, and wind. And it's this cycle and this predictive pattern that feng shui practitioners use to divine as a form of divination and to look at a space or to look at really anything that is, um, you know, a face, a car, it doesn't matter. You, you can lay the Bagua on many different things. So it is a tool that is used in a very kind of, you know, function. oh, where's my love corner? But really it's important for you to understand that it has this deeper foundation that comes from the I Ching and is connected with the trigrams. So if you want to learn more about each of these terms, then you're just going to have to join our mailing list. We're going to be sending out emails in March to invite you to our free Feng Shui Basics class coming up. And besides that, I forgot to mention, if you don't know, Laura and I teach a Feng Shui certification program. So we hope you'll check that out as well. 
Now, we also wanted to end by thanking you as we always do, but thank you again for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Thank you to our longtime listeners and followers and welcome to anyone that's new. Nice to meet you. And we hope you will tune in every week for another podcast episode. We hope you'll join our mailing list and see you in your inbox. And if you like our podcast, please share it with others and subscribe, leave a review. You can always support us by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. You can join our mailing list by visiting mindfuldesignschool.com, scrolling down to the bottom and filling in your email address there. Or you can look at whatever podcast app you're looking at. And, and usually in the show notes, there's a link there to our mailing list. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.